that you just the voice never goes away, but you can make it get quieter and you can make right. the other voice much louder over time. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of what happened was like, you know, right now, like food is just food. It's just energy, you know, and I right. can either use that energy to make me feel good or make me feel bad. What's up, guys, and welcome to another episode of KCL's Keto Corner Podcast. On today's episode, I speak with Jonathan Shane, who is also known as The Keto Road on Instagram. Um, Jonathan is a cool guy. He coaches as well. Um, He coaches for the Deeper State Keto Program that is run by Matt and Mega um, and Robert and Crystal. Um... He also is a previous bodybuilding competitor who is still kind of planning to compete. Um, In this episode, we talk about the struggles of binge eating, another popular topic. Uh, We also talk about body dysmorphia. Um, We talk about coaching styles. There's a lot of good quality information in this podcast, and I'm super excited for you guys to listen. Um, During this podcast, my three-year-old son decided to wake up from his nap and come into my office. So if you hear any discrepancies, um, such as, you know, far away voices or uh, noises, I apologize in advance. Um, hashtag mom life. So, uh, I apologize if there is anything, um, wrong with the audio, but hopefully you'll be able to hear everything well and kind of get the gist of the episode. Hope you enjoy. Hello, Jonathan. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. And yourself? I am great. I'm super excited to have you on today. So thanks for taking the time. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited. Um, so if you could give us a little bit of a history on who you are and how you came to the keto space. Mm, that's a deep question. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Talk as much as you like. Um, okay. Well, my name is Jonathan Shane. Um, I am a coach for Deeper State Keto LLC, which is owned by... Um, Robert Sykes, Keto Savage, and Keto Connect, Matt and Mega. Um, a little bit about me. So I grew up in like a divorced home, which I always tell people like I did this podcast with Robert and I start off with that. And I know it's like a really like dark like thing to start off with. <laughs> um, but it really it really defines like a lot of like how everything got started with me health wise, because that kind of led to me living with my mom a lot. And then, um, you know, my mom was an emotional eater and I picked up on that. And so fast forward 14 years from the time I was born, uh, I was 260 pounds at 14. I had like a 50 inch waist. I was huge. And, um, I remember I went to the doctor one day and they weighed me. I was like 259 on the dot. It's the heaviest I've ever been in my life. Um, and they tried to put me on like adult medications to make me lose weight. Cause I was like that overweight. I was that obese. Um, and I don't know why, but yeah, it messed me up. Like, like that hospital visit messed me up. And I remember I went home that day and I ran like two miles and like made myself pass out and it was crazy. And then that just like jump started my, my weight loss journey. 
um, ended up losing like 80 pounds in like a year and a half. Um, actually ended up, I got so, I got so tiny that I ended up modeling for Academy for like six months. Oh um, my gosh. And how old were you? I was, uh, 17, wow. 16, 16, 17. Yeah. Um, but, but because of all the bullying I went through when I was heavy, um, when I lost my weight, people started to, you know, like be friendly. Cause you know, I was like one of the, mm-hmm. one of the athletic guys now. Um, and, uh, it made me really develop a fear, like a fat phobia. Like I was just terrified of gaining weight again. And that ended up evolving into bulimia. And so from age 16 to 17, I, I struggled with bulimia pretty bad. Um, which we can dive more to that after, after I kind of get to the keto part. Um, yeah. but yeah, that got really bad. And then, um, they found out my, fa- my family found out. And so I had to like start, you know, working on that. And then, um, my faith, I became a Christian, which is a big part of everything because that's really like a big foundation of why I do what I do and why I care about my health so much. Um, and so that kind of like empowered me in a sense to like, really like try to like control my, my, my binging and my purging and all that. Um, and then I started studying nutrition. So I, I ended up like, it was weird. Like my eating disorder kind of like when I stopped worrying about like, I had to like take a break from like dieting and fitness. And so like, uh, I played one year of football in college. And then after that period, it was like one semester, I like stopped working out. I stopped eating. Like I stopped tracking food. I just like tried to be normal, I guess. Um, and I ended up getting like really like skinny fat. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. I need to figure this out. So this is now, now I'm like 19. A lot happened in like four years. <laughs> um, <laughs> so now I'm 19 and I started working out again and I ran across keto and I tried it. Um, and my idea of keto back then was very heavy on the net carbs. I didn't understand the fat ratio thing. I just knew it needed to be high fat and it was high protein and like hot, low net carbs. So like I, um, when I first tried keto, the keto bar had just came out, like it just came out. Um, and I was like, every day I ate like one of those dipped in Jif peanut butter. Like that was my idea of keto. Um, and so it went terrible. I lost a bunch of weight, but like, uh, I knew nothing about electrolytes or anything. And so like, I was drinking like five cups of coffee to stay awake. Like it was bad. Oh gosh. Um, oh. Yeah. And so I was like, all right, keto is not for me. I suck at this. And so <laughs> I went back to, if it fits your macros did that, um, was still struggling a little bit with the, the eating disorder. Um, when I got to the, it fits your macros, because what I started doing was I would do like really, really, um, extreme, like calorie deficit, like daily. And then I would have like a cheat day and I'd eat like 7,000 calories. Um, and that just backfired on me. And then now, and then I got married, um, when I was 20, I was going to say, now, how old are you now? I'm 23. I'll be 24 this year. Yeah. Um, so I got married July, January 31st of 2016. Um, and right. I think right after that, I ran into, um, Drew Manning and he had this like video. Have you ever seen it? It's like the two Mm -hmm. glasses and it's got the bread and the oil and he pours water in both and like the fat floats and the bread soaks up the water. And he's talking about electrolytes. And I'm like, holy crap, I never knew that. Maybe I should try keto again. 
Um, and so I started studying. And, and at this point, because I was working at LA Fitness as a, as a uh, fitness director, um, I started, I was like really into like actually studying the nutritional part of things. And so I started studying and studying and studying. Um, and then I like put together like a, a game plan and I executed and never looked back. Wow. That is so awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, that's it. That's a long story. I mean, I love your yeah. backstory. Yeah. I love, you know, but, but that's the thing is that, uh, I think it is so awesome when someone, um, comes from a background like that and then finds that they're super passionate about helping other people kind of come through that. So that's where you're at right now. You have, started coaching with deeper state keto. Um, and that led you to basically just, uh, kind of want to help other people. Right. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. I, um, you know, it's interesting. So when I was like 17, I remember I took a summer job as a personal trainer and I worked at this uh, golf club, this really fancy golf club in Houston, Cardistonian golf club. And I was like training like 80 year olds on like how to like be flexible so they could golf. Right. Um, And although it's not like bodybuilding, um, it really like triggered me. I was like, man, I really like helping people like get healthy. This is cool. And so when I first went to college, I went for kinesiology um, and then I switched to um, uh, physical therapy. And like it was always I was always surrounded by fitness, but it was like every time I would try to like engage in a career with fitness, like something would go wrong. And so um, I kind of like. I backed out of it and decided just to try something else, Mm -hmm. which led me to the job I have right now at the moment. Um, But like fitness had always been there. And when I did the competition prep with Robert um, this past year, it really triggered that fire back in me. And I remember just talking to Robert about it after my show. And he was like, you know, uh, we, I I like your heart. I like where you're at. You want to, you want to try this? And I was like, yeah. And I was not expecting it to blow up the way it has. Like I was expecting to have one or two clients and help them lose weight, but like, it's crazy what's happened for sure. Yeah. So, um, let's dive in a little bit more onto the, what you mentioned about the contest prep. So, um, for those who are listening and don't know anything about you, um, you did a bodybuilding show and tell me a little bit about when that took place, kind of like how long your prep was. Give me just kind of the details on that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. I should have mentioned that earlier. <laughs> no, you're totally fine. Um, so I, I started keto, uh, in 2017. Um, and then I lost like, cause I, I started initially just like finish leaning out. Um, and then I started noticing like my shoulder injury from football went away. Like the inflammation went away and I could just, my ADHD, I, I stopped taking my meds. Like keto, the keto diet got me off my ADHD medication. Um, like all kinds of crazy stuff. And I was like, okay, this is uh this is something I could do. Um, and so I started like studying it more and I started getting people on it. Like my entire church does keto now because of me. Um, wow. yeah, my, all my in-laws went keto. It was great. I was just like, they call me the keto evangelist. My family does. Um, and, um, but yeah, so I just started studying it a lot and I ran across a video of Robert at KetoCon, and I was like, people bodybuild on keto. That is awesome. This guy's jacked, you know? <laughs> yeah. So. I, I reached out to him via email and he actually responded. And I was like, holy crap, this dude like responded to my email, which 
I know, like, people don't think anything of that that know Robert, but, like, that's a big deal. Like, most people that are, like, big like that do not respond to emails that, you know, frugally. Mm. <laughs> like, it just doesn't happen. Um, and so we started contacting back and forth. And this is, like, um, uh, November of 2017. And so he gave me a couple pointers. And then come February of 2018... I was like, all right, I want to compete. If you can, like, if this is possible, let's do it. And so I chose a show and I messaged Robert and said, Hey, I want to, I want to prep for a show. Um, he said, all right, let's do it. And so I prepped from February 30th to, or February 28th to, um, August 25th. So 27 weeks of prep. Wow. That's a long prep. It was very long and I don't plan I don't know if I want to go that long next time. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it was really, really long. Um, so good I for just, me. I, same mm-hmm. for me, though. Like, I started I started this prep slash cut at 26 weeks. So, I mean, I feel you. I've, I've got – I'm down nine weeks. So, it's, it's – I mean, it hasn't felt like a super long time. But, mm-hmm. you know, in the scheme of things, it's like, dang, I still have, you know – like 12 weeks to go. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And don't get me wrong. Like I, I don't, 27 weeks is a long time, but like when I say I cut it down, I might do like 24 weeks. Like it's not like I'm only going to do like a six yeah, yeah. Week prep, but like, yeah. you know, seven months. Woo. <laughs> yeah. To be dieting seven months out of the, of an entire 12 month year. Like that is so insane. But I don't think what people understand when they, um, when you do something like a bodybuilding show or, um, you know, want to do like an intense prep or cut that, you know, they, they don't get that you have to allow yourself time, your body time to adjust to, for you to see how it's going to respond to dieting. Because a lot of times people who, you know, aren't hormonally balanced or, um, you know, have other issues that are going on that kind of raises their cortisol, like so much goes Mm -hmm. into it. And, and they don't realize that, you know, you can't just be ready, like stage ready. You can, you could be stage ready in like 12 weeks. Like, you know, if you want to do it super drastic, but other, you're going to be a zombie. <laughs> no, it's, and it's very true. And, you know, if we want to go into, like, if we really want to flesh out my contest prep, that's like a whole can of worms. <laughs> oh, I'd love to hear, hear your that, experience on it. Uh, all right. Um, no, there's like, there's so much that went on. Like, so to give you a, a history, like, even though I did, if it fits your macros, like I did a lot of yo-yo dieting, um, even with mm-hmm. keto, like I only cut for like six weeks. And then I went from eating like 1800 calories a day to where when I woke up the next morning, uh, January 1st of 2018, I was eating like 3000. Like I did, I knew wow. nothing about reverse dieting. I knew nothing about any of that. Um, I just knew you ate a lot to bulk and you ate a little to lose weight, you know, like that was it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I put on a bunch of weight, but my metabolism was still jacked. And so when I started my prep, Robert started me at 3,200 calories. Um, and so the first like six weeks, I wasn't even like in a deficit. I was just like having to be really strict yeah, um, and just follow my macros, which I wasn't like, it's funny. It's really funny, Lauren. If you like, I started my YouTube page when I first started my, my contest prep and yeah, you watch the first couple videos and I'm like talking about how, oh yeah, I I'm 20 grams um, up on my protein, but it's okay. It's just 20 grams. It's not a big deal. And like, 
I look yeah. at that now and I'm like, dude, 20 grams. That's so, you're so off. You suck. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I mean, that's, that's the process though. Like we're, we all have to go through that. We all have to learn like, you know, the do's and don'ts and we have to figure out what responds well to our body. So it's, you know, I mean, I'm sure Robert probably looks back at his, you know, beginning YouTube videos and, um, you know, talks, he probably wishes he had done stuff differently, but it's kind of cool to look back and see how much you've grown and learned, you know, in those past times. Oh, for sure. Cause now you look at my videos and I'm like one to two grams do not sway, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. It is crazy. Uh, it's funny you bring up Robert's videos. Cause we were laughing about one of his first videos he ever made the other day. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, so back to the prep. Um, yeah. So there, there was that. And then like, obviously, like I, I did it because I just wanted a goal and I wanted to see what I could do. But as the prep progressed, like, and that's why I don't know if I want to do a 27 week one again, because it wasn't the calories that got to me. Cause I really didn't start feeling really bad until we got under 2000 calories. It was just right. um, being so strict for so long. And I wasn't like, I wasn't ready for that part of the experience, like the mental fortitude, if you will, mm -hmm. uh, that it built. And so that was my biggest struggle. And like, I was the guy that like, I would count my calories and then like, I would have like, I would dip my finger in the almond jar before I went to bed, you know? <laughs> so uh, I remember you saying that. I remember, I, I can't remember what we were talking about, but I remember you saying like, at the at that point you're at, like I was still dipping my finger in the almond butter jar. <laughs> yeah, I remember like three weeks out, like there was a, like what I would do is like my wife would eat with a spoon out of the almond jar and I would open the jar and any of the almond butter that was like smeared on the sides, I would like, like try to clean it off. And I'm like, oh, I'm just cleaning the jar. So it looks good. You know, like, oh gosh, <laughs> it was bad. So um, and, but really, and, and so I'm dealing with a bad metabolism as it is. Like I've never really probably had a metabolism that was 100% ready. And then I'm not being very strict on my, my, my macros and all that. Um, and don't worry, we're getting to the, we're getting to the shining moment people. Um, no, you're good. and so like, but I, I did, I lost like 20 pounds anyways. And I was probably like 13% body fat when I got on stage. And I remember like the last couple of weeks I was like, why am I doing this? This sucks. Like, I don't like this. Like, like, I can't believe I got myself into this, but I have to finish. I remember, uh, prep week i was talking to robert on the phone i was like dude i i gotta do this though because this is crazy i don't know i don't know and he was like bro you gotta get on stage and i was like i know i know i'm going to like i have to do this i have to finish my goal how can i tell people to like finish their goals if i don't finish my own you know yeah. um and i got on stage and i remember lauren the minute i stepped off the stage like for the for for the pre-judging i got on i did my poses and i remember when i got off stage two huge emotions hit me um excitement and and regret yeah. Yeah. <laughs> i was so pumped i was like that was the best 20 15 seconds of my entire <laughs> life but immediately i was like i shouldn't have put my finger in the almond jar i should have went <laughs> to the gym I should have walked the extra 10 minutes on the treadmill, like all that flooded in. And granted, granted, it's all learning lesson. Like I don't lose. I learn like winners do right. not lose. They learn. Absolutely. You know, and I truly believe that like, um, a, that, and that's a winner's mentality. And so like immediately though, I was like, all right, next prep I'm doing X, Y, Z, B, C, A. Like I'm doing all yeah. this stuff. Cause 
yeah, I just, um, it was crazy. It was a crazy experience. No, that's, that's so awesome though. Like, and for the record, it's kind of funny for those listening, like you go through 20 to 27, whatever have you weeks to prep for that 15 to 30 seconds on stage of, you know, uh, of of being seen by the judges and seen by all your peers. And so you put in all of that work for that little bit of time. But the people who, and people will think you're crazy for doing it. And people will think, you know, like, why on earth would you diet, you know, seven months out of the year for just that little bit of time on stage? But for, for me, um, not having competed, um, but, you know, kind of having the mentality of a competitor, mm-hmm. um, it's just, it's, it's hard to explain to people who don't understand wanting to be, wanting to push yourself past your limits, wanting to see yourself, uh, you know, push past any kind of, um, barrier that you have set for yourself. So like, is that kind of your mentality as well? Like the mentality you have when you do a contest prep or like the, I guess I'm, I'm curious what your thought process is on why someone would want to compete or do that extreme. Now, now I agree with you. If you'd have asked me before my show, I probably would have been like, I I mean, I think it's just some people like shoot for the stars and land on the moon. Like that was kind of my mentality of like, okay, Mm -hmm. I'm going to go for a competition and hopefully I get really shredded, you know? Um, right. And it wasn't until, I, I don't know, like, I tell a lot of people, like, and granted, I would say, like, you're the anomaly. Like, someone that hasn't competed, but because of your experience with keto and just the amazing things that you've done with your transformation, you just have that, like, grinder mentality, right? Yeah. Um, but a lot of people don't, and it takes some, like, big moment to get it. And that was me, like... Like once I got off stage, that's when, that's when I developed that mentality. Like it was quick. Like I immediately was like, all right, like next prep, I'm going to make myself pass out. Like I'm going to go to like my workouts <laughs> changed. I can't explain it. Like, like, I don't know. Like I just, I turned into a freaking animal. Like yeah. it's on, it was on, you know? Um, and so I, now I would say, yeah, like my perception is always like, I'm going to go until I can't go. And then I'm going to go some more because yeah. I know that my mind tells me my limits because it wants to protect me, but I don't need protection. I need to win. And so my mind's going to get over it. <laughs> right. Right. No, that's, that's a, a good mentality to have for sure. Um, so one thing I did want to touch on. So obviously you talked earlier about how you had bulimia, you struggled mm-hmm. with an eating disorder. Did that um, rear its ugly head during your prep or after, or did you struggle with that? Have you struggled with that since you first recognized you had an eating disorder? Yeah. So, um, when I first had it, it got really bad. Um, and like, like it was bad. Like, so basically TMI for anybody listening, it's coming. Um, it was so bad that like, at first it was like, if I felt like I ate too much, but then I started throwing up like every meal. It didn't matter if it was a salad. Like I would, I would go out in my backyard and like throw up under rocks and like hide. Wow. Like, yeah, it was bad. Like, um, and my mom ended up finding like my stash. That sounds terrible, but like, you know, like my little corner in the backyard. And that's when it first like reared its ugly head. Um, 
And then, like, it was weird. It was really embarrassing, too. Because, like, now, like, then, like, everybody would, like, watch me eat. Like, if I was at my dad's or my mom's house, like, they would watch me eat dinner and make sure I didn't go to the bathroom right afterwards. Like, wow. it was, yeah, it was really embarrassing. Um, and then, like I said, so I became a Christian about, mm-hmm. I would say, about six months after. Um, six months after. And that really, like, helped me because I realized, okay, like, my body's this temple. It needs to be cared for. Everybody, every human around me, their body is this temple, and, you know, they need to be cared for, you know? Um, And so it just kind of, like, empowered me to really try to get a hold on it. Um, And so it it dialed down very much so. And then I would say about – so I'm about 17. And then when I turned 19, uh, I met my wife. Um, and I was doing the, if it fits your macros, like I said, it came back. I struggled with it maybe like once or twice it happened. Um, and then I, once I, um, I would say once I turned 21, it went away, it went away completely. Um, and then during my prep, no issues at all. What, what really got me was the reverse diet. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say out of all of it, the reverse diet is the hardest part mentally. Um, and it's funny because, like, if there's anything that um, me and Crystal, like, relate on, it was the reverse mm-hmm. diet struggle. You know, I was listening to y'all's podcast, and I was like, yes, yes, Crystal, preach it, girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, no. I, I mean, I, I remember uh, watching, you know, her YouTube video when she came and said that, like, she was having difficulty with her reverse diet. It was basically you know, non-existent and she was having issues. So, you know, I, I feel like that's more the norm um, for anyone who does shows or competes is that the reverse diet is probably harder than the diet because you don't really have a goal. Like, exactly. you have a goal to basically, like, not put on body fat super quick, but, like, you don't have, you don't have that um you know, that goal that you're trying to step on stage again, you don't have anything that you're striving for. You're literally just trying to find a balance and a maintenance. And so for that, it's really hard for people. Um, so, I mean, I feel like more people struggle with that than, than they either are willing to admit or than we know. For sure. And I think for men too, because, you know, we're in a society where like, you know, men have to be like all these, like these tough honchos, Um, and so like, they can't be vulnerable, you know, like they can't like admit that they struggle with these issues. And so like, I hear people talk about how like, um, you know, a women and and competitions and stuff struggle with eating disorders and they do. And I'm not neglecting that, but man, there's so many men that if they just knew that they could come forward and like, no one would think they're less of a man, you would find out there's so many men that struggle with this stuff, you know, and they have no one to talk to. (laughs) I'm Um, sure. I can imagine. Yeah. And so like, I remember, and I think also I will say this, like, although it's also like mentally, like, you know, you don't have a goal. There's a lot of hormonal things going on too. Like when Mm -hmm. you get done with a contest prep, you're grilling, which for people listening, grilling is the hormone that triggers hunger. So leptin and grilling kind of counterbalance each other. Leptin tells you you're satisfied. Grilling says you're not. And when you go into a contest prep, your testosterone lowers and your cortisol rises and then your leptin goes way down and your grilling goes way up. And so basically like 
it's weird. Like even if like you're, you're you you eat until your stomach hurts, in your mind you're still hungry. Like the 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 satisfaction of being not hungry isn't there because your body is trying to trick you into storing as much body fat as possible because it doesn't right. want to starve to death. And so right. I remember like man, you're, you would literally play mind tricks on yourself. And, uh, it's funny. I had a podcast with Robert. We were talking about this and I remember telling him that the moment I realized like I had an issue was when I ate like half a gallon of keto ice cream in about two minutes. I mean about, yeah, about two minutes. And I was like, Oh freak. Something's wrong. I just listened to that podcast like a couple weeks ago. I remember hearing that part. Yeah. I, that was crazy. And I was like, cause it happened so fast. And I'm like, one, who the hell eats a gallon of ice cream that fast? And two, I have an issue. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. And it's, you know, unless you are expecting those things to happen, mm-hmm. unless you're like, you're, you know, um, educated on the knowledge of, of that it's going to happen, that it's going to be something you're going to experience, you're, you're definitely going to like struggle with it. I feel like I'm probably the most scared for when I stop dieting, uh, mm. you know, 12, 14 weeks from now. So, you know, it, but at the same time, I'm educated. I've seen how others have handled it. And I'm, I'm hoping that I will keep a, uh, a strong mind and, um, and kind of, you know, prepare myself for what's to come. But, it's definitely not easy. I mean, people think the dieting is the hardest part, but I think that uh, trying to find homeostasis within your body and within your lifestyle um, after the fact is probably the most difficult. For sure. And, and I, I have no doubt that you'll be able to handle it. You, you seem like a very tough cookie. <laughs> um, yeah, I try to be, for sure. <laughs> but, I, and that's one thing, like, with, like, my Instagram account and my following and m- the impact that I have, the influence I have, I try really hard to like, you know, let people know that, Hey, like we all struggle with these things. Like just because I competed, just because Robert competes, just because you've had, you've had an amazing transformation. doesn't mean that we don't have struggle and that they have support and that they have an ear to listen to. And my biggest piece of advice for anybody listening, that's dieting or trying to reverse diet, like have somebody that you can call whenever, you know, like somebody that if you call them, they will pick up the phone, like, because I didn't have that, like, and for instance, for example, like, when I was reverse dieting, me and Robert, like, weren't as close as we are now, you know, like, we've gotten to know each other pretty well, because, you know, I work for the guy, Um, but before that, like, I didn't really, I didn't have anybody that understood what I was going through, like, I couldn't just call somebody, you know, at midnight, and expect them to answer the phone, Um, and and that was my fault, because I didn't seek out that accountability, mostly because I didn't know, um, to do so. And so if like, you're listening to this, like make sure you have people around you that care about you and that are willing to just listen, um, and let you vent. And, 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 you know, when you say, damn that taco, they go, yeah, damn that taco, you know, like (laughs) they got your back. And so it's just accountability is huge in this. It's huge. Right. No, I totally agree. Um, I, I feel like most people are scared to reach out for help and for a coach because they either feel like they should be able to do it themselves or um you know they they don't want I don't know they don't feel like they want to depend on someone it's 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 kind of hard so I mean I had gotten to the point um where you know like I I did most everything 
on my own aside from asking for like research and help and things like that. But, um, you know, there were points when I wish I had had some accountability. There were points Mm -hmm. when I wish I had had, you know, like a coach to kind of tell me like what to do their opinion. And so obviously now that I have, um, gone through it and I'm still kind of doing coaching myself, I've actually enlisted a little bit of help. Um, not, it was kind of like indirectly, but I don't know if you know who uh, Keto Neo is on Instagram. I do. Or, I do. Yeah. So Alistair, he's uh, kind of like voluntarily, uh, you know, giving his his thoughts and his opinion on my process and my prep. And so um, even, even coaches need help and coaches need mm-hmm. accountability sometimes. So it's nice to kind of have that uh, with him as well. But I think it, it's cool, though, that um, that there, you know, there's people that are willing to admit when they need that accountability or they need that help. For sure. Like, um, yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so um, let's see. I also wanted to kind of dive into um, how, like, how you feel keto has affected like muscle growth for you? Like have, mm-hmm. have, if you feel like you've built muscle, like where your macros typically stay at for like muscle growth and things like that on a ketogenic diet. I love it. Yeah. So I definitely think, I mean, if anybody tells me you can't grow muscle on keto, I, I just, I've learned just to laugh. <laughs> um, Same. Cause it's just not true. Uh, yeah, definitely it, with the muscle growth, it's definitely been there. I would say so to give you an idea. So like I hurt my shoulder really bad in college and I never worked it out. And so when I first started my prep, for instance, right, my shoulders were 40, 49, 49 inches or 50. By the end of my contest prep, when I was leaned out, they were like 53 or 54. Right. Um. So they had grown like three inches while losing body fat. Now, now my shoulders are like 59. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And wow. so, yeah. And granted, some of that's, some of that's body fat. Cause I have been bulking. That's no denying that, but <laughs> there, I mean, it, I definitely gotten a lot stronger in areas that are hard for me to grow. Like my triceps and stuff, like my chest, like I've always had a big chest. Like my chest has always been like 46 to 47 inches. Like, and right now it's mm-hmm. 49, which for me is big. Like I will, that's a, that's big for me. Like that's not a measurement I usually have, even when I'm bulking. So, um, and then my strength always comes back and it definitely been able to maintain my strength, you know, um, the other day I deadlifted four or five. I haven't done that in like a year and a half and I did it on keto. So, wow. That's awesome. Yeah. I've been seeing your videos. Like you're, you're doing a great job. And I know that I know from conversations in, in the past that we've had that you kind of struggle with body dysmorphia a little bit too. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, I have actually had, two other guys on my podcast that have said openly, like, yeah, like I struggled with body dysmorphia too. So it's so amazing to me that we can shed light to the community on how it's not just a women's issue. Like men Mm -hmm. actually struggle with it too. Yeah. And so it's really interesting because I, speaking on that subject and mine, mine more of like manifests itself in like a fat phobia. Like if I Mm -hmm. gain body fat, I like it isn't like trigger my bulimia but i freak 
out. Like, I freaked the hell out. Um, I can't, I, I, I couldn't stand it. Um, and with that being said, it was also interesting, like, when, like, I was practicing my poses and stuff while I was prepping, I was so self-conscious because people would, like, look at me and I would be like, oh, my gosh, I just, my, I'm, I'm ugly. Like, negative thoughts just would just come flooding in. Um, and it took a while to get to a point where now I don't care what they think. I just flex. Then get over it. Yep. <laughs> and, <laughs> I just uh, flex. <laughs> I just flex, whatever. Um, and, you know, I have, that has a lot to do with what I just went through. Um, yeah. Like, and I, it's so funny. I was talking to Robert about this yesterday. Um, like, so when I was up in Arkansas about a month ago, I did this or two, two months ago, a little over two months ago, we did this, I did this 6,000 calorie a day thing with him. And afterwards he was like, dude, you should, you need to just eat until you're uncomfortable for like two weeks straight. And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, do it. And at the time, you know, I was like, I don't know, like inside, like he's my, you know, he's my boss. So like, I look up to him. So I was like, I want to impress him. So I was like, you know what? Fine. I'll do it. Watch this. Um, <laughs> and I did it and man, it was so hard at first because I gained so much weight. Like, oh, it messed with me, Lauren. It messed with me bad. Um, I'm sure. But something weird happened. Like, through the process, like, and I, I, there wasn't like a defining moment, but like one day I just woke up, you know, and I had went from like one, I went from like 197 to like 218, right? In the course of like two months. And I woke up one morning and I was, I was just okay with it. Like, yeah, and yeah, it was weird. Um, and of course, <laughs> I was like, oh, I did that on purpose. I believe him. I think he did, too. I think he knew it was going to happen. Um, but it did. Like, I don't know why, like me facing my fear allowed me to overcome it. Like, and I think that's a big takeaway for anybody listening. It's like sometimes the way to overcome a fear is to just face it. Like face the fear. Like I was afraid of getting fat. So I got fat. <laughs> like, and mm -hmm. I'm not telling anybody to get fat, but like, and I'm not like, I'm not obese. Like I'm definitely, I'm just, I'm just thicker and I have, uh, my abs are gone. It's not like I'm like crazy overweight, yeah, but yeah. for me, for me that triggered a lot, but like I did like now, like, don't get me wrong. Like, of course, I think there's always like an internal battle that you just, the voice never goes away, but you can make it get quieter. And you can make right. the other voice much louder over time. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's kind of what happened was like, you know, right now, like food is just food. It's just energy, you know, and I right. can either use that energy to make me feel good or make me feel bad to get to my goals or not. And that's that. And that's all it is, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that took that took me facing my fear to happen, you know? Yeah. No, I agree. I think that that's a, a really good mentality to have. And uh and I mean, it kind of goes with with a lot. It, that mentality goes uh, for a lot of things in life, including like the fear of you know making a life change, or um, mm -hmm. you know, we were just talking about this before we started recording about you know quitting your job. I mean, you're about to quit your job and start <laughs> a new career, and like, how scary is that? But you have to make that jump. You have to do it. I have done the exact same thing. I mean, I quit my job to be a stay-at-home mom with no guaranteed income. And then over the 
past three years that I've been home with my son, I mean, you know, things have manifested. God has provided because, mm. you know, I do share the same faith as you. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, there th- where there's a will, there's a way. And, and for people Thanks, like right? us, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, for people like us who, you know, if you're not scared, then I don't feel like it's a big enough challenge. Um, I don't Ooh, think your that's goals- a good one. You know what I'm saying? Like, like if if your goals are not big enough that they don't scare you, you need to get bigger goals. (laughs) That's that's how I feel. So, um, you know, you have, you're about to quit your job and Mm -hmm. tell, tell us a little bit about what you're going to be doing. Um, so I'm going to be doing deeper state keto coaching. Uh, it's one-on-one coaching full time. I'm also going to be helping people, um, become aware of the 90 day program that deeper state keto offers, which is like the basis of the platform. Um, by the way, I actually, when that program came out, I purchased it. Um, and it's phenomenal. Like I, I 100%, if I, for some reason feel like one-on-one coaching with me is not, um, suitable for someone if they're not willing to, you know, um, do exactly as I say and stick to it, then I always recommend deeper state keto as a program for them to try. So, yeah. Um, so I guess I'll announce it on here. So, um, it's going to start getting promoted February 1st, but we're actually doing a, and you heard it first on the keto coach Lauren podcast. I'm going (laughs) to be hosting a summer shred challenge on the deeper state keto site. That's awesome. Yeah. So basically starting February 1st, it starts March 1st, but you know, people want time to onboard and get situated with the program. But basically what'll happen is anybody that signs up for that program and for that challenge will get a Slack channel like group with everybody else that signs up for it. And mm-hmm. I'll have like weekly check-ins with them. So they're basically gonna get like one-on-one coaching. But it's instead of like a daily check-in, it's like weekly and progress photos. It's like a group thing, not like an individual thing. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to be doing it with them. I'm going to be getting shredded with them. So it's going to be really cool. That's awesome. No, yeah, that's that's so awesome. Um, I am excited about that for you. And I'm excited about it for the the deeper state keto coaches and, and things like that. So for sure, like that's, that's going to be super exciting. I do a similar thing with um, group coaching. Um, so I, I launch a... Uh, a four week challenge every month at the beginning of every month. Yeah. And so instead of like a Slack channel, I have a Facebook group where we do daily like group check-ins. Um, and you know, I do their macros. I give them a meal plan to follow eat throughout the week. And yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a cool thing because some people respond a lot better to like a group coaching, Mm -hmm. um, atmosphere where they can get like, you know, that encouragement and um and things like that but yeah that's that's gonna be really cool i'm excited for you guys thank you i'm super excited yeah it's really um they're gonna be helping me promote it but when it comes to like the coaching and all that it's it's all me so I, i'm nervous yeah. i'm like i'm like man if this gets like big i'm like oh it's gonna be so many people i'm like but well, i'm excited <laughs> <laughs> yeah no you'll be able to handle it you'll get it for sure and uh and i know that um I know that you'll do well. So that's, that's super exciting. Um, and aside from that, you'll be also doing something with keto brick, correct? Yeah. So, and I, and I can't give away too much because honestly, I don't know. Um, right. 
But basically, I'm going to be working alongside Robert when it comes to building awareness of the brands. You know, there's a lot going on in 2019. Actually, in fact, I just think that Robert released his manifesto video for 2019. Mm -hmm. Uh, Go check that out. Um, He's going to be talking a lot about his plans. And so I'm just going to be involved in the thicket of that when it comes to like uh, reaching out to influencers, marketing and sales um, of all that. Like you have the bricks and then the apparel brand he plans on pushing out. Um, And so that's really like my niche. Like I can coach. Like I found I'm pretty good at coaching, but I'm really good at like customer relationship and just building relationship and talking. If you haven't noticed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nothing so, wrong with that. Yeah. So I'm excited for that. It's definitely going to be a challenge. It's going to be a grind, you know, small business, but you know, he believes in me and I, and, and I believe in him and his vision and what he has going forward. And so I'm really excited to be a part of it for sure. Yeah. No, I think that, uh, Crystal and, and Robert are two wonderful people to be mm-hmm. involved with. I'm very thankful to consider them a friend. And if I need anything, I can reach out. Um, but yeah, that's, that's so awesome. So, um, I guess to kind of wrap things up, what are you, um, I guess we talked about what you're excited about, but what would be, (laughs) let's see, what would be your number one tip you'd give to someone who is starting keto? Say someone's listening to this podcast and has never started keto. What would you tell them? Hmm. Count total carbs. Yes, <laughs> preach. <laughs> like that. I'm sorry. Like I was thinking of something like philosophical. Like no. you know, like no. But I'm like Keep no. It simple, listen, bro. <laughs> listen. Total carbs. Um, that is the biggest. Like ah oh, man, Ugh, that's a whole can of worms. Like I don't like people don't understand the power of counting total carbs because. You have to understand that, don't get me wrong, like, if you read back on the idea of net carbs, the people that invented it, I forget the doctor's name, but he said it was specifically to encourage vegetable eating on a low-carb diet. That's the only reason it was made. But because of that, the food industry kind of took it and ran with it. And yeah, there are, like, good companies like Keto Logic, Keto Brick, um, American Metabolics, I love Keto Meal. You know, those brands are good, but there's a lot of them out there that man they're just trying to get up on the hype and yep the market yeah and, and you might be losing weight like here's the thing i'm not about like weight loss i'm about overall wellness you know like right. i know if you're healthy you're going to lose weight so if you're just losing weight because you're eating quote unquote keto foods and you're just in a calorie deficit yeah you're not even enjoying you're not even enjoying the actual benefits of ketogenic lifestyle and it's like oh you could be enjoying so much more if you would just yeah. like hop off the, the keto chocolate you know and eat some butter mm-hmm. you know yeah no I get it I totally get it no people people who are just coming to keto for the weight loss I mean I you know I can't say it I'd be a hypocrite I came to keto for the weight loss but Me I too. stayed I stayed for the health benefits uh because once I like once I had that first like cheat after mm. being keto for eight oh, weeks yeah it was legit like why would I ever want to go back? I didn't realize how bad I mm. uh, I felt before keto until I went keto and then went back to carbs, you know, for a cheat mm-hmm. meal. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, people, it, it's one thing that I try to focus on with my coaching is trying to get people to realize that it's, it's about getting your metabolic health, you know, mm. in a yes. good place. 
and it's not a, always about the weight loss. And so that is, that's something that uh, is difficult to get through to people's heads because weight loss is always what is thrown at people and, mm-hmm. and preached. But um, I think the more people like you and I and Robert and Crystal and Danny Vega and Maura, like all of us who are trying to, uh, to get the word out about keto isn't just about weight loss, like what it can do for your actual health, your physical well-being and um, all of that. It, it's going to shift. I, I feel like 2019 is going to be the year that we kind of shift the 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 focus from weight loss to actual like well-being and health. At least no, that's, I, that's what I'm manifesting. <laughs> <laughs> no, hey, I agree. I think 2019 is going to be a big year. And yeah, so basically to summarize it, like my best advice for someone just starting keto is don't just do it for weight loss. Like challenge yourself to enjoy everything it has to offer. Count total carbs and don't be afraid of fat. Yes. Yes. I love all of that. I think that is, uh, that is a wonderful note to end on and I thank you so much for being on the podcast and for sharing your your history and what you're doing and I'm super excited to watch you grow and if there is anything that I can do you know I'm just a text away uh would be happy to uh help you in any way that I can so um for people who don't know you where can they find you yeah so you can find me on Instagram at, at the Keto Road. You can find me on Facebook at uh, facebook.com slash the Keto Road. You can email me, the Keto Road at gmail.com. Uh, and I'm on Twitter at Keto Road. And my YouTube channel, the Keto Road. Yeah. <laughs> Everything the Keto Road. You know, it's funny. Yeah. Every time someone is like, Lauren, where can people find you? I'm like, well, it's Keto Coach Lauren everything. Just type in <laughs> Keto Coach Lauren in Google and you'll see me everywhere. So <laughs> um, definitely go check out Jonathan, a.k.a. the Keto Road, uh, his Instagram, his YouTube, all of that stuff. Um, and go show him some love. So uh, thank you for being on. And I totally appreciate you taking the time. No, thank you for having me. It was very insightful conversation. I enjoyed it. <laughs> All right. I'll talk to you again soon. All right. Bye. Hey.